Live from Baskin Robbins is Carol Baskin here. I still don't know who that is. I will not watch that show. <laughs> Anyways, today is the 215 year anniversary of Napoleon Bonaparte being crowned as emperor. So we are all having Napoleon ice cream. And I noticed that most everybody's not eating strawberry. That would be Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I read what's written. <laughs> well, that's what Cash gets for writing. <laughs> I suppose that's what we get for Cash writing. <laughs> well, this is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 257, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Tom. This is Cash. This is Scott. This is Mark. This is Stan. This is Don. <laughs> this is Tata. And well, today we are discussing canceled to order stamps. We're going to start off with what uh, the interwebs say, or at least Wikipedia says. A canceled to order postage stamp, also called a CTO, is a stamp the issuing postal service has marked as used with a cancellation, but has never traveled through the post office delivery stream. Instead, they get canceled and then handed back to a stamp collector or a dealer. So they just do it over the counter. That's not or in a back office or a room or a shed that, in no, the back. Or see, that's not a <coughs> that's not a CTO. That's a that's a favor cancel, which we'll talk about later. Oh, so I guess Wikipedia is so wrong. Hand, handbacks are it's not on, if CTOs. It's on, if it's on the internet, it must not be true. That's right. <laughs> handbacks are not CTOs. They can come from withdrawn stocks of stamps, canceled in sheets, and sold as remainders, or from new sheets for sale at reduced rates to the stamp trade. Postal services of various countries do this in response to collector demand or to stop the stamps printed for the collector market from being used on actual mail. The first CTOs began in the late 1800s. The internet says, in practice, it is slow and difficult to build a comprehensive collection by removing stamps from mailed envelopes, so modern postal administrations accommodate collectors by offering new stamps already canceled. The advantage for collectors is, is that the stamps count as officially used without being subjected to the stress of actually going through the mail. That's why the post office is really going broke. Yeah, stress. <laughs> yeah. Also, the Postal Service can arrange a relatively light and unobtrusive cancellation mark. So other than the obvious that Scott has already corrected us on, what do you guys think? Well, I don't personally think it's an advantage because I don't count them as officially used. I count them as crap. <laughs> if it's got full original gum on the back, how can you count it as a used stamp? Well, that that brings up yeah, let's, uh, let, PRC. Let, let's talk about the catalog and the way the catalog, the Scott catalog treats these. And it's hard to find, but in various places it, it will tell you that 
the values are for canceled to order stamps. One of the things that's harder to find is that um, those values are for never hinged canceled to order stamps. Yes, absolutely. And so, but a lot of what you see is previously hinged. And so the, even that doesn't qualify for the canceled to order catalog value. And what you also see is people soaking the gum off the canceled order stamps to make them look like they're postally used or whatever. Canceled order stamps with the no gum are no gum stamps and are at a significant discount off the catalog value. Absolutely. So if you collect CTOs, you want them mint never hinged. And this is, uh, like I was going to say, the P People's Republic of China or China, um, the CTOs that they issued through the 60s and the 70s all the way up to the 80s, they want them mint never hinged. And they collect them that way. And if they are hinged, they drop in value quickly. And, of course, if they're no gum, they drop in value significantly. I mean, we're talking 10% or less. Yes. With no gum. And this is a country where CTO cancels are widely collected. This is not like, oh, we're not going to give you very much because it's a CTO and now we're going to discount it. This is These are actively sought out. And you destroy the value by, again, hinging them into your albums. And it, it would be similar to, say, hinging a U.S. stamp after the 1930s. Yeah. It's just that's not what people collect. If they collect mint stamps, they don't want hinges. They want never hinged or they want used. Uh, CTOs, they, if they collect the CTOs, they have to be never hinged, not hinged or no gum. I've heard a vicious rumor that some of these canceled order stamps were not even made available to the public of the country of origin. That is often true, especially for some African and Caribbean and Pacific islands. So I, it's impossible to get the stamp postally used. Which is, well, why is the, why is the catalog <clears throat> listing those? But they a do. Actually, I know of a couple of countries... Grenada being one of them. And these most countries who go through the new issue services, they are forced to take a certain percentage, and it, it could range anywhere from 5 to 10%. But 5 to 10% of the stamps printed have to be not CTO, and they have to be put into the country of origin. If they are not, then Scott's considers them black balls, and you're going to have some significant trouble getting the stamps listed. I mean, Scott Publishing as opposed yes. to Scott Murphy. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Scott, <laughs> yes. yeah. Scott, I don't care what you do. I, but Scott, I, I don't <laughs> have quite that much power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the stamps from Grenada, for uh, example— and it's interesting because a lot of them, it, there's new issue services, but you can buy directly from the post office. And they will send you the new issues, and they'll put them in an envelope and mail them to you. And the envelope will have the stamps, not CTO'd, used on them. So those, uh, in a lot of instances, all the used stamps of an issue 
are going to be from the philatelic services mailing the CTOs to people. Well, a lot of that, um, the UN, uh, even though the UN doesn't pre-cancel or uh, do uh, cancel to order stamps, one of the only ways of getting used UN stamps properly used is to order something from the philatelic agency <laughs> and get mail. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I bought a collection where um, the guy had bought UN stamps for 30 years from the UN Postal Administration, and he had all of the envelopes in which the stamps were sent to him, yeah. and he had multiples of, of stamps and he had all sorts of stuff on these on these big envelopes that they sent the, the mint stamps in. And surprisingly... Not surprisingly. <laughs> not surprisingly. Surprising to no one. Surprising to no one. <laughs> the actual postally used without first day cancel stamps are worth about eight to ten times what the mint stamps are worth or the first day cover soak-offs. Yeah, as a matter of fact, there is a pre-cancel in the U.N., Yes. Uh, a one and a half cent pre-cancel from the very early days. And that is almost exclusively on philatelic mail, people mailing letters to people trying to sell them stamps, which I thought is pretty cool. Finding those used is really, really tough because, again, yeah. they're pre-canceled. So but canceled a lot of order, times they're not even canceled right, because they're pre canceled But canceled to order stamps are never actually postally used. Yep. So you brought up favor cancels a moment ago. Yeah, favor cancels are um, cancels where the post office, they're basically like handbacks and, and um, special cancellations. Like if you go to a first day ceremony, they'll give you a special cancellation. That's considered, not only is it a first day cancel, it's a favor cancel because uh. they cancel it there and they hand it back. If, well, Tom, what If does you the- want your football with a stamp on it, go to a first day ceremony and they'll cancel it for you that's a favor cancel well tom what does the internet say about it similar to cancel to order is favor cancels which is when the stamps are purchased at full face value placed on a piece of mail and then canceled by the clerk and handed back to the customer instead of traveling through the mail system some countries permit this and others forbid it it is misleading because the canceled envelopes appear to have gone through the mails though it has not yeah i made some uh uh, some first day covers for my kids when they were born. And so I took them to the post office. I took a picture of the kid, printed them on the envelopes, and then took the stamps or the envelopes down. They wouldn't hand them back. Uh, I had to either post them through the mail, which is what I ended up doing. Although one person said, you can post them, but put them inside of another envelope. So I bought a priority envelope, shoved all the other stamps in it, and then had to go through the mail. And that postmaster was happy with that. But yeah, in the United States, getting handbacks is really tough unless it's a first-day ceremony. That's not true. Um, It depends on the post office and the postmaster and whether they know the regulations. The regulations specifically provide that they're allowed to do that. Oh. And... If the post off postmaster is not familiar with the regulations, then uh, they don't do it. Uh, because obviously, it's a special request, and they don't like special requests, so they just they just automatically deny it. But um, yeah, it's it's actually in the postal regulations that allows for that. Oh, that's interesting. So it is it is, uh, you know, you have to search through the regulation. I'm not sure where it's at at this point, but 
Well, the last time we did it... Tom's looking it up really quick. Yeah, yeah the last time we did it for PSE <laughs> is um, for when Leonard Nimoy died, we made Leonard Nimoy commemorative covers. Yeah. And we got them canceled on the day that Leonard Nimoy passed away. Yeah. And we took him down there and tried to get him to hand him back, and they wouldn't hand him back, so we just let, had him go through the mail. Well, if you bring a newborn to the post office with a stamp affixed... <laughs> Is that a favor canceled? <laughs> um, no, they won't process it because they no longer mail human beings. Ah. It's one of the areas of mail that's not allowed. Ah, for people who want to listen to the old podcast, uh, we actually addressed mailing children through uh, Parcel Post. Yep. <laughs> you can do a search. Actually, we have a YouTube on it, too. We uh, We have about five YouTubes up for... Some of the more interesting stories that we did, and we we literally have tens of views on them. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're not showing up in the algorithm. <laughs> so, well, you're banned in China. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> yes, I have a question for you. Yes. Have Have you ever done a handback or? Uh, 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 Lloyd does a whole bunch of first day covers and special event covers. And I see if he was on, I mean, we could talk for an hour on this. Have you ever done anything? Cause like we said, we've, I've done maybe 10 of them. And, uh, ha have any of you guys done? Any? I have. Oh, what'd you do? Um, the last one I recall doing was, um, it was Columbus day. And we all know the post office is closed on Columbus Day. Well, when the um, 1992 souvenir sheets came out with all the, you know, the, with the Colombian reprints, um, I took a set of those and I got some nice linen envelopes. And I was stationed on the aircraft carrier at the time. And I, I went down to the post office on the aircraft carrier and knocked on the window. And the guy opened up and actually gave me cancels on my souvenir sheets oh. on, on my on my covers uh as handbags and they were all dated on Columbus Day. That's cool. Probably gonna be a fairly unique thing. Yeah. <laughs> Heaven forbid I actually probably I actually found the uh the handback service uh postal regulation. Oh. Anyone want to hear it? Sure, sure. one sixty four point two three two handback service. A Post, office, post offices must honor requests for handback cancellation service where a customer personally presents an addressed or unaddressed envelope, postal card, or other item described in 164.73 to a postal clerk for cancellation with the current day's postmark and immediate return or handback to the customer. B. The envelope, card, or other item does not enter the mail stream. All such materials must bear uncanceled postage to the applicable first-class rate. C, so that service to other customers is not disrupted, there is a limit of 50 cancellations that can be provided for any single customer. That seems smart. D, this service may be provided for special die hub or regular machine cancellations only if the particular cancellation machine is readily accessible to the postal clerk where the providing of such service does not interfere with other sales or mail processing operations and does not inconvenience other customers. Cool. So, there you go. They do have to do it, technically. Yeah. 
And now anyone who wants to do it, it's uh, tell them to look up 164.232. I was thinking wow. about getting back into making some covers for something. If any, you know, maybe uh, when COVID, you know, somebody announces that the virus is over, I'll get a special cancel on that day or something. Well, I know I've always enjoyed the the uh, dozen or so first day ceremonies I went to, but I don't know if they're going to ever hold anymore. I think they're going to be, I know they're planning some dedication ceremonies, but those are after the stamp has been issued. Well, the one that I just read about is the great outdoors. And the hip hop. And the hip hop. And both of them were canceled, but the ironic one is the great outdoors. Right. Because... It seems to me that that would be a really, really super simple one to um, social distance and whatever else you want. You're outside. No, that's very bad. Very bad. Very yeah. bad being outside. Yes, we must stay inside. Oh, well, you know why? Murder wasps. Ah, yeah. Murder hornets. Chinese murder wasps. <laughs> murder. And also, uh, what were they talking about today? The uh, the deadly carnivorous rats, D DCRs, with uh, it, it, the, the CDC actually talked about this. Oh, thought it was R-O-U-S's. <laughs> the um, restaurants are closed, so they're not dumping a bunch of food in their dumpsters. So the rats are literally not getting any food, and they're becoming very aggressive and uh, it is uh, kind of a bad time to be a rat right now. Yeah. Well, fortunately, we don't have that problem out here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I it, saw a rat in an airport on the YouTube video. It was hunting people. Ooh. Rats of extraordinary. Rodents of unusual ro ro size. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Rodents of unusual size. For all the Princess Bride fans out there. <laughs> So, Scott, I know you actually brought this up yesterday. Um, they were talking about fake cancels and you using postal dies or not postal dies or things like that. And uh, why don't you share a little bit about uh, fake cancels that are not CTOs but are made with actual cancel devices? Well, <clears throat> canceling devices... Uh are supposed to be either defaced or destroyed after they're used, um, just as a matter of course, um, because they're official uh, marking devices for documents. And um, you know, over the years, some of them have been escaped. Some of them are in museums. Occasionally, you'll find one uh, for sale. Uh, sometimes a historical society might have one, um, but uh, it, it's rare to find one. And uh, but those who have nefarious purposes always seem to be able to find one. And uh, so any time that the catalog, you know, most stamps are common enough, uh, more common used than unused. And so the catalog, the values for those stamps are lower for used stamps than they are for many items. There are some notable exceptions and uh, in especially in those cases. Um, as an expertizing service, we have to be very careful uh, when we authenticate those to verify that the stamp is truly correct or the cancel is truly correct for that stamp 
in the period that it should have been used. Um, occasionally, I mean, nowadays, uh, there's a lot of use of older uh, uh, stamps for postage. And so they're, they're considered non-contemporaneous, but genuinely used. Um, and, but for these older stamps, you really want them to be used in the period of their, the general period of their use. Um, commemoratives should be within uh, about a year to 18 months of when they were issued. Uh, that's considered the general use for a commemorative. Definitives, any time throughout its period of use before it was superseded by the next series. Uh, and then generally for a, a year or two into the next series is okay. Um, so uh, obviously if a stamp doesn't have, a cancel doesn't have a date associated with it, uh, the next thing is you have to look at the design or, and the ink. And those two things are really uh, the determining factors. If the ink is proper and the, the design is proper for a cancel that was known used in that time, then you kind of you have to authenticate it in that fashion. And you compare it to other examples that are from that time period. Well, my favorite stamp that falls into this category is the last stamp of the Third Reich. And it literally was issued like while Berlin was being overrun by Russians. So it was incredibly rare for it to be used. Most of the used examples, they're all philatelic. A person under fire, went to some Berlin post office, knocked on the door. They said, hey, we're being shot at. And they say, I don't care. Open the door and cancel these stamps. And then they, he would carry them then to the other post office where they were delivered to so that they would get back stamp cancels. However, when Germany fell, a lot of these canceling devices fell into philatelic hands. That is true. And these stamps... Uh, they just started banging them out because, like I said, they were issued literally while Germany was going down. Well, the same thing happened with the inflation stamps after World War One. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the canceling devices were used to cancel, and uh, you could call them canceled to order, but uh, they're really not. They were just, you know, people wanted stamps, and obviously they couldn't pay these huge inflated prices for them, so... You know, for pennies on the dollar, they got a used, in air quotes, used stamps uh, with the cancellations. But they were uh, cancellations after the fact. Yeah, a lot of them, especially the lower fennig values, like eight fennigs, when that stamp was issued, and it's the most common stamp. If you, if you have any German inflationary period stamps, chances are you're going to have this green eight fennig stamp. Well, when it was issued, it was already worthless because it was uh, eight pfennigs was the equivalent of like some fraction of a penny that nobody needed ever to put on an envelope. So it was a, it was a rate that was incredibly short period of time where you could do anything with it. It's, I believe, and I'm not, I don't have the catalog in front of me, but the last time I looked, I believe Mint condition, it was thir 35 cents, which is the minimum. Use condition is like $800. <clears throat> and 
And the last stamp of Germany is the same thing. Mint, it's worth, I think it's worth like $75 because everybody wants the last stamp of Nazi Germany. Mint at $75, used it's like $1,500. Well, you see, German inflation stamps are a good example. You see uh, a lot of used stamps in the marketplace. And uh, once you become familiar with the area, you can tell the difference between, uh, a lot of times, between genuinely used ones and ones that were just canceled for sale. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the other thing is, uh, if you don't think about it, just look at the date on the stamp. Because a lot of times, the date will tell you that's wrong. That's the and, number one thing, yes. And, and, I mean, it seems so obvious to just check the date, but it's true. If you check the date and it makes no sense, you know, it, well, you know, the, the postage rate for this date was uh, 50 million marks to send a first class letter. And uh, you've got the eight Fennig stamp. And you've got the eight Fennig stamp. <laughs> Clearly, you're, you know, something's wrong here. Or the other way around, if, if uh, you know, the, this, the, you know, you have a, a hundred mark stamp and the postage rate on that date was, you know, much, much less than, uh, you know, the postage rate was uh, eight Fennigs instead of a hundred marks. Then you go, oh, wait a minute. This is, yeah, we know, saw one something's of those, wrong here. We saw one of those at lunch and it was, uh, canceled in i believe it was 1936 and it was an inflation issue from like 1920s yeah and they just looked at it and said it's fake and goes how how do you know it's fake i go it's canceled in 1936 these stamps were valueless in 1936 somebody either they stuck valueless stamps on just so that they would go through the canceling machine or they put it on and faked the cover and it turned out they faked the cover but yeah Knowing your dates, uh, the high-value stamps, they were high-value. Mm-hmm. So the Germans, they were really uh, strict on everything. They slaughtered the stamps. If you have a nice, clean little cancel that maybe just clips a corner, fake. Well, that's the They same. blasted that, those stamps. You know, that, that's another thing with U.S. stamps. You know, um, Nowadays, a lot of stamps get through the mail without being canceled, but... You know, back in the turn of the century, in the early part of the 20th century, stamps didn't go through the mail without getting canceled. It was very unusual for that to happen, yep. unless it was a pre-cancel. Or the very, very early days before they learned. Oh, yeah. But we had one of those come through here where the, stamp, the, the envelope was canceled, Yeah, but the stamp was not. Yeah, it, it, that did occur in the early days, in the first decade or so of use of, of stamps, you know, back in the 1850s. 40s, 50s, 60s, um, not so much in the 60s, but yeah. By um, then they had their by act then, together. yeah, and uh, they were worried about reuse of stamps, yep. and so one of the very serious duties of the postal ma- postmasters was to make sure that stamps were canceled to protect the revenue of the government. So if somebody's using a canceling device illicitly. Um, to to, uh, manif- to to defraud collectors, does that come under the purview of the Treasury Department or the Postal Inspector? Well, that would come under probably the Postal Inspector, but possibly the Treasury as well. Yeah. I mean, even if you have a genuine canceling device that has not been defaced, um, 
you know, if you're trying to mimic an ink that is 50 or 100 years older, then... Yeah, you can't do it today. Yeah. It's not possible. You, because, you know, the compositions of some of those inks, uh, sometimes the, the ingredients aren't even available today. Yeah. I so, mean, even if you had the proper formula... You couldn't make it because you couldn't get the ingredients. Well, they're they're me, uh, they're metallic based or they're vegetable based, and today they're all petroleum based. So you stick them inside of a. Uh, well, a you would have to make UV your light or something. You would have to make your own ink. Yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, <laughs> and like I said, even if you had the ingredients, you might not be able to find some of them out there crushing your own lapas lazula and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you found somebody doing this. And you call to report it. Would the officer who takes the report immediately go back to planning their fishing trip? Yeah, no more than kidding. likely. <laughs> no kidding. But uh, yeah, no, it, it it is a concern, and uh, there are some known uh, people that have been known to consistently do this. The the one officer, the uh, much more difficult to catch. But the guys who do it regularly. Um, another thing is if you're looking at cancels. And you start to start to see the same cancel on stamps from different eras. Uh, yeah. You know, if you see a stamp from 1910, it's got the same cancel as a stamp from 1935. Hey, wait a minute! Right. I mean, the literally the exact same stamp or cancel. Yeah, we were. We and wrote you can up, match them up. Yeah, we wrote up a, a report on that that we discovered a. Well, yeah, we discovered one, but there are others out there that. That's one of the ways that you can actually definitively prove that somebody's using this canceling device to fake cancels on stamps. Well, continuing on our CTO discussion, uh, they are especially common in countries that issue large numbers of topical stamps. To make more sales, the stamps must be inexpensive, but if the issuing postal service prices them below face value, commercial mailers could use them to save money by routing their mail through the issuing country, and that's not smart. So these countries have issued. So these countries issue most of their collector stamps as CTOs. Some countries actually going so far as to actually print the cancel on the design of the stamp. So, Becca, Don, as uh, topical collectors, have you guys come across anything like this? I personally have not, but honestly, most of my topicals on like Disney, etc. Um, they haven't, they've been, they've looked at least mint. So I don't think I've ever run across it, but I would prefer not to have any for my collection if it comes down to it. So do you, do you avoid them or is it just something that you haven't actually seen yet? So I haven't run across them yet, but if I did, I would avoid them. Mm, interesting. How about you, Don? I don't think I've come across them either. No, that's interesting. I collect East. I collect East Germany as um, one of my one of my collecting interests, and I have run across a metric ton of them from East Germany. Yeah, well, I I collect East Germany used as well, but I insist on them being postally used. Oh, I search for any place: Hungary, East Germany, Poland. Uh, Czechoslovakia, if I see any postally used of the issues, I grab them all because, and Russia too, 
because the CTOs are so common and the postally used, generally speaking, you get full catalog, double catalog for it. I mean, it really pays to be able to tell a CTO from a normal stamp. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's, it's like the UN used stamps. You can pretty much throw out the catalog value because the catalog value has no meaning. They're just hard enough to find as it is that uh, you can pretty much ask for uh, and get a decent price for them. It makes, it makes the time to, to go through and, and, and actually meticulously look when you, when you run through a collection – it makes it worthwhile if you set them aside and then sell them as a group to uh, to find these postally used. And how you uh, can tell a postally used from a um, CTO is CTOs, when they're canceling them, they want to save time. They want to get it done quickly. It's like, you know, they have some dude. Well, so lot, they're going to A lot of the ones that are printed are printed basically so that the cancel hits one corner. It basically, if you took a block of four, the cancel would be right in the intersection. Right, because then they don't have to cancel as many times. They're faster. They're more efficient. Well, usually that's the sign of a printed cancel. Oh, okay. well, it's the same also with pre-cancels. And what, there are a couple things. First of all, they will always be in the corner, and you will always have 25% of the cancel on the stamp. Never 50% or 30% or 40% is always 25% on each of the four stamps. The second thing is, generally speaking, there are a lot of exceptions, but generally speaking, it'll have the name of the capital of whatever country it is. Yeah. So it won't be another place. So if you have a quarter of a stamp from the capital of the country, Moscow, Odds are it's going to be a CTO. Whereas if you have a stamp cancel that isn't on the corner, that isn't 25%, and especially like if it's sock on the nose on it or half of the cancel is on the stamp or something like that, those tend to be postally used. That's a good way for you to tell the two apart. Well, that about wraps us up for today. Uh, we need your help. Join the podcast. Membership is $10 for a lifetime membership. We need help to keep us going because nothing on the internet is free, including setting up our telephone connections and our everything else that we have going on here. You can also uh, include your APS number if uh, you are a member of the APS because we are an affiliated APS club. Our address is P.O. Box 539-309, Henderson, Nevada, Eight nine zero five three, and your support is very much appreciated. You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, episode number two hundred and fifty-seven. This was Tom. This was Cash. This was Scott. This was Mark. This was Stan. This was Becca. This is Dawn. You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. 
If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.